Welcome to the By Words Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Hughes. I love helping passionate women gain clarity about their purpose so they can kick fear to the curb, break up with the hustle, and say goodbye to the lies that hold us back from pursuing our dreams wholeheartedly. We're going to get open and honest, share some laughs, and maybe some tears. But at the end of the day, my hope is that you will walk away encouraged, inspired, and ready to step into your purpose with confidence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Love is powerful. It eradicates fear, brings us together, and equips us to live out our purpose in the earth. Honestly, I'm not sure there's a problem love couldn't remedy. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your copy of my new book, Love Is Remastered, and join me in making this world a better place by learning to love more intentionally than ever before. This book also supports Traffic 911, which is a local nonprofit that helps youth coming out of human trafficking in Dallas-Fort Worth. You can get yours today at thehannahughes.com slash shop. That's thehannahughes.com slash shop. Okay, now let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the ByWords podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today's going to be a short and sweet one, but I wanted to throw it in because it's something that I talk a lot about on my social media. And if you follow me, you know that I'm a huge bookworm. I've read over 40 books this year already, and I feel like I'm just getting started. (laughs) I just love reading and it's been a really cool journey for me because I know it sounds kind of silly, but it truly has changed my life. So I just wanted to share a little bit about that process with you and encourage you maybe if you need a change that maybe reading could be something to add a little bit of joy to your life. So let me just start out by reading some of the benefits of reading because these blew my mind and I've definitely experienced a lot of them in my own life. So this is from healthline.com. Just a few are reading can improve your brain connectivity. It increases your vocabulary and comprehension, which side note, a lot of people ask me as an author, how I stay inspired or even with as much as I write captions, even Um, reading truly like reading a lot helps me constantly be in front of new vocabulary and ideas and concepts and perspectives. So the fact that I'm always learning something new is always inspiring to me because I always have something to share, even if it's just what I've learned from what I'm reading. You know what I mean? So next, it empowers you to empathize with others. It aids in sleep readiness, which can I get an amen? Have you ever read before bed and then you can just doze off into the most peaceful sleep ever? Oh my gosh, there's nothing like it. Um, But anyways, it also reduces stress. It can lower blood pressure and your heart rate. It can fight depression symptoms. It prevents cognitive decline as you age, and it can contribute to a longer life. So that all sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, can't complain about that. I I just love reading. And it's funny because I read some in school. Like I remember in high school reading the Twilight series or a couple little teeny bopper books like that, um, which I'm not knocking the Twilight series, okay? I loved it at the time. Haven't read it since, but I remember being really into it. (laughs) But after high school, I never really stayed into reading. I've always enjoyed it, but it was never something that I considered like a hobby of mine, I guess. But last year, I got really into personal development, which was awesome. I loved reading. I mean, and with staying at home all the time, it was just nice for me to have something that was keeping me motivated and growing and learning. And I, I read a ton of books that helped me with that. But by the end of the year, I felt... I felt really burnt out. Like I felt maxed out on information and I couldn't take anything else in, especially because I was also listening to a bunch of personal development podcasts too. And I know that sounds like a lot, but here's something about me. I just really enjoy this kind of stuff. Like personal development 
is like a fun hobby for me. It's what I do in my free time. But I knew that it was a little over the top and wearing me out, but I wanted to keep learning and growing. So I just decided to challenge myself this year to read one fiction book for every nonfiction book I read so that I can continue to enjoy reading, but break up the seriousness of learning and applying something new all the time. Around that same time, at the end of 2020, I was also feeling more anxious than I had in a long time, and I talk a little bit about that season of my life in the first episode of this podcast, just how I spent that whole year chasing success and becoming the best version of myself and just ending up miserable, honestly, and knowing that something had to change. So... I decided to start getting serious about prioritizing rest, which is something I had never been good at before. I'm really ambitious, get things done kind of gal. And I would usually try to wait until I got all my work done to rest. But let's be honest, there's always something else to do. So the rest part rarely happened. And I knew social media consumption was playing a role as well in my anxiety and frustration because I was constantly comparing myself to other women who were doing similar things as me. But seemed more successful or farther along than I was. And it just made me feel really horrible about myself and about my body and my finances and pretty much everything about where I was at in my life. So I decided to stop scrolling mindlessly, especially before bed, because my anxiety was keeping me up at night and I knew the screens were only making it worse. And if you've experienced anxiety, I think maybe you can understand when I say, You can just feel it whenever you're just doing something and you're like, this is not helping me. This is going to make me feel so anxious. Why am I doing this? So I decided to start giving myself a screen curfew. So every night I put my phone away at 930 and I plug it in in another room so I don't even have to see it. And then I started reading instead. And in January this year, I decided to start my challenge to read more fiction. And I grabbed my old favorite that I read when I was in college. And it's Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. It's so good. Wow. Um, But I flew through it. So I started looking for more fiction right away. And before I knew it, I was reading way more fiction than personal development. And it literally changed my life. I never expected to be into reading this much. But reading instead of scrolling at night helped me sleep better. It's reduced my anxiety a whole lot. It's helped me to have a better relationship with social media because I'm not going there mindlessly. It's not just a habit for me to be on autopilot and just opening my phone and scrolling for hours at a time. Um, And after a while, I wasn't even reaching for my phone anymore. And I can honestly say that now I cannot wait till my time at the end of the day when Jude goes to bed so I can get back to my books. It's really rekindled my love of reading. And when I found the right books, I just, I can't put them down. I get excited about it. And even with personal development, I honestly prefer reading over podcasts or Netflix these days. And so I just want to share a little bit about that love with you. Pass on this love of reading, rekindle the love of reading in you as well. And if you're not reading, but you want to give it a try, which I would highly recommend, here are some tips to get started. So number one, start with something fun. Okay. Instead of picking up a hefty novel or some super deep personal development book, just start with something short and sweet. Pick a genre that you really like, um, something that interests you, something you want to learn about, or a story that you've heard is good. It does not have to be something you read because someone said you should. Like, I feel like anytime I picked up a book because it was like, oh, there's this book club and they're reading this. And like, I don't know, I just want to keep up with what everyone's reading right now and what's popular and what's trending. I don't have time for that anymore. I just purely read things that I am interested in and that I love and that it's fun for me. And it's made reading so much more enjoyable. And then secondly, this kind of goes hand in hand. 
the Goodreads app, okay? This is life-changing, and this app has made reading so much fun for me. This is not even sponsored. I wish it was because I love Goodreads so stinking much. (laughs) But on the app, you can look up any book and see the ratings and reviews right there, and then if it sounds interesting to you, you can add it to your want-to-read list, and then you can also set a reading goal for the year, which you know I'm all about the goals. And every time you mark a book as completed in the app, it adds it to your progress, which is just really fun. And then something else that's fun is that you can add friends and you can follow people on the app and you can see what they're reading and what they're rating and it helps you like find new books that you might not necessarily have found. Um, And also you can just see what people are liking and reading. So third is just set a goal. It can be so simple. It could just be a few minutes a day or it could be one chapter a day. That's what I did in the beginning, especially when I was just reading personal development. My goal was just let's read one chapter today. And then if I want to keep reading, great, but I'll just read for like 20 minutes a day. You can just figure out what works for you. But if reading is something that you want to get into, sometimes it takes a little bit of just setting aside the time and space, which is why I like doing it before bed, Um, because then you can pick up some momentum. And after a while, I can almost guarantee you will be looking forward to reading more and more. So right now, I typically read one chapter from my personal development book in the morning, and then at night, I'll read fiction just for a while before bed. And you wouldn't think that's a lot of time, but by cutting out mindless scrolling, it's literally freed up hours of my time. So I'll read a couple hours every night before I go to sleep. And that's how I've been able to read over 40 books this year, because I'm not just sitting down reading all day. Like, I'm a mom, I work, I got stuff to do, (laughs) but I really love reading and it helps me to feel rested and it's just fun for me now. So I always carve out space for that and I can truly say I'm a better person for it. I've learned so much, I've grown so much and it's just been fun to have conversations with people about, oh, what are you reading and what are you learning and be able to recommend things and get recommendations from other people. And so, yeah, it's just been a really fun process for me and overall, especially mental health, which I know I talk a lot about on this show, but it's really been a a huge part of my journey and reading has been a huge help for me in that. So I wanted to share this with you and recommend it. If you're someone who struggles with working a lot or the whole comparison on social media and just feeling drained by all of that. So before we go, I want to give you a couple of my top recommendations. Okay. Does that sound good? Out of the books I've read this year, which is a lot. I'll just give a few from from different genres. I'll just start with fiction because there's so many, but I'll just do a couple. So The House Between Tides by Sarah Main is one of the first fiction I read this year, and it's so good. It's a historical fiction murder mystery set in Ireland, Scotland. I don't remember. Somewhere beautiful like that that I want to be when I'm reading it. But it was so, so good. I did not see the end coming, and I can't recommend it enough. Five out of five stars for me. Oh my gosh, I read the Harry Potter series this year for the first time. I grew up watching the movies, but I had never read the books and I flew through them. I loved them so much and I was really sad when they're over. But I think a lot of people said you should just read them again every year, like do it once a year. And I know a lot of people do that and I'm probably going to be one of those people now. <laughs> okay, next in fiction, another good, it's a trilogy. It is the Love and Gelato series. The first one is Love and Gelato, then Love and Luck, and then Love and Olives by Jenna Evans-Welch. These are super cute young adult contemporary romance. They're super sweet, really like innocent and pure, but a lot of fun to read. I will say the last one is my favorite and it can be read as a standalone. So if you just want to get little bit into it. You can check out that one first and I think you'll like it, but each one is set in a different country. Um, the first one is Italy because of gelato and then 
Love and Luck is Ireland, and Love and Olives is Greece. They're super cute. Okay, The Silent Patient. I'm sure you've seen this one everywhere this year, but it is seriously so good. It's a thriller. It's a psychological thriller. It's really crazy, really good. Highly recommend. Next, November 9 by Colleen Hoover. I've really gotten into Colleen Hoover, and wow, I love her stories because they're always really sweet love stories, but they have some sort of crazy twist where they're interconnected, and it's like really deep, real real life topics. And so I've really loved all of her books so far that I've read, but November 9 is a super good one. Next, let's do some nonfiction. I read Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti earlier this year, and it is really interesting. I've just been learning a lot about health and wellness this year, and especially reading Woman Code. It's talking a lot about like syncing your cycle and understanding how to really care for your body so that it can work the best for you. Another really good nonfiction I read this year was You Are the Girl for the Job by Jess Connolly. This is a great book for learning about purpose and practical things you can do to overcome fears and doubt and the lies that keep you from living your purpose. She's amazing. Another book that I probably will dedicate an entire episode to at some point is Vulnerable, Rethinking Human Trafficking by Raleigh Sadler. This book opened my eyes to so much that's going on in the world around the injustice of human trafficking, more than I ever expected, because it's more than just sex trafficking, it's labor trafficking, it's in the clothes we wear, it's in the food we eat, it is wild, but it also has a lot of practical things for action steps we can take to play a role in ending the injustice. And lastly, Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. I'm currently reading this book while I'm recording this podcast, and it is so, so good. I can't recommend it enough. Her whole philosophy is that everything is figure outable. You don't have to get stuck believing that there's only one option and that you're going to be a failure, or if it doesn't work out, then you're a failure or whatever. It's like there's always another option. There's always another step you can take. You can figure it out. And so I've really loved that one as well. But that's just a few. Like I said, I've read a lot and I have so many more on my TBR pile, which is to be read. So if you have any suggestions of books I should read, please let me know. I'm always looking for new ones. Add me on the Goodreads app and shameless plug here. If you need something to read, I would highly recommend my own book, Waking Up, Living Open, which you can get on my website now. It's about my story, but really it's about the power of our stories and all the things that happen whenever we overcome fear and embrace them and share them with others. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little different, but it's something that's meant a lot to me and I just love reading. So I had to make a whole episode about it. I hope you've enjoyed it and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords podcast. I love having you here and I'm so grateful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, stay brave and remember, I'm cheering you on.